0: Hey everyone, it's Sean Butner and welcome to the Meaningful Revolution Podcast. Now, today we're talking about the buzzword that's been going on for the last year, and that is AI. There's an expectation it's going to completely change how we do everything. So is that an overblown statement? And how does this change how we authentically show up in the world, relate to others? or what we're going to address in today's podcast. How does AI factor into our personal meaningful revolutions? As I've been thinking about AI in my business the last year and a half, I made a decision. So quick announcement for y'all that uh, March is going to be AI month for the Meaningful Revolution, where I'll be sharing how I've been using it in my business. I have a couple of amazing interviews lined up for y'all, and I'm just really excited to explore this topic with you. It's something that I'm passionate about and probably the most excited about in technology since the internet, (laughs) right? When I was in high school, that was going to change everything. We knew that it was significant. We didn't know how it would shake out. And things were not how we dreamed of back then. And I feel like we're in that moment right now. We're living through another moment where we have this hugely impactful force surrounding us. And how do you make sense of that when you have dreams and aspirations and, and you know, passions that you want to explore? And so I wanted to do a little bit of exploring this. As I've been setting up for this month of March to be about AI, uh, I've been going through a bunch of different iterations of this episode. Should it just be an announcement one? Should it really address that that question of how does AI factor into our meaningful revolutions? And after tons and tons of figuring out, we're going to do address that question. I love the philosophical question of how do, do these AI tools factor into our personal meaningful revolutions? Because... Tools are just, our tech is just tools are just tech. And so we just need to think about it in that way, right? It's not going to replace things that you can do uniquely yourself. It's not going to replace your unique ability to combine things to create something new. It's not going to replace how you do your work, but it can drastically assist you in those endeavors, meaning... It can take and can help you fight above your weight class in a particular skill. So if you're a poor programmer, computer programmer, it can make you an okay one. If you're an okay one, it can make you punch at the level of an expert. If you're not familiar with any type of medical terminology, it can help you learn that. So you have a understanding of it, right? And so there are risks and there are opportunities in this ability to rapidly acquire knowledge and rapidly skill up. So that's exciting. And I feel like so much of the discussion has been on the actual tools. So the focus of this month on the, the podcast is trying to highlight how we can relate and use these tools in our everyday life to our benefits without losing that thumbprint of humanity that we have on the things that we create. So a song written and performed by a human is going to be better than one designed by an AI. And our ears are still trained now to, you know, when something's a little too perfect, a little bit too clean. I feel like with music and articles and things that if I know that it's written by a robot, it just feels weird, right? And then you start to question, is this really a a unique insight or is this really something that's useful? And that's where we're going to start this conversation with, right? How do we know, how do we keep that thread of humanity and the things that we do and our dreams, our aspirations, our goals, and as we show up authentically to serve those, how does this tool factor in? The first point I want to share with y'all is that it actually doesn't, right? they're two separate things. Our passions, our dreams, our intentions don't need any tools, right? We don't need to use Google to research engineering. We don't need to use ChatGPT to do that. We don't need to technically read a book to do that, right? We could sit down and just start trying things and it would take us a very long time. But you re- maybe read a book on engineering and you get some ideas on how to proceed, or you might go to the internet and watch some YouTube videos of people building little solar cell things. Right. Or you could ask a chatbot to, to help guide you through that process step by step. And so each one of those tools, the book, the internet, YouTube, AI have an increasing effectiveness at getting us to where we need to go. And I just want to drill into this idea that it's a tool that helps accelerate. It's not something that replaces what we do as humans. It's just a continuation of what we've been doing for years and years and years. First thing, it doesn't AI tools don't really matter when it comes to our personal meaningful revolutions, but I highlighted this point just now for the, the second point is that it accelerates tech is tools and. Each one of those had a marked increase in how much we learned, our access to information, so we could actually see more information to get more ideas and helps us process that even more the further up we, from book to internet to AI tools. And so I've been using ChatGPT or in tool AI, like writing assistant in Notion or Descript for helping identify filler words or finding uh, clips to post on social media for things. And it sped up my workflows, right? So it used to take me about a half a day to edit a podcast episode. I can now get it done in an hour and a half if I'm really without any distractions, can sit in and, and do the talking part, then do all the editing and post-processing stuff. This is, these are the practical examples I'm most interested in with AI. I know a lot of people go into the nitty gritty, how does it work? And that's important, but I think for most people, having a high level idea of how it works, but more importantly, understanding how it can help accelerate the things that you do normally, And any risks that are associated with that are going to be very important. And when it comes to, there's going to be, I I believe this year, more opportunity for people to do AI clones of themselves. And that's something I've been playing around with in my business. It can help widen the amount of access you have to particular ideas or, or people. And I'll have more on that in a future episode. So stay tuned in March, as I I talk about creating an AI bot and my experience with that, if you're interested, I think it's very fascinating and and fun anyways. But yeah, so these tools can, can accelerate. I also think that these AI tools, as they relate to our goals, dreams, and ambitions can help us iterate on ideas quicker, right? And so what do I mean by this? I initially, when I went off to school, was interested in computers and had done a lot of hobby stuff, not too much of a formal education around programming. When it came to go to select college, I wanted to go to a school that had a great computer science program and management program. Cause I figured whatever I ended up doing for work, having basic business skills, was going to be something that was necessary. And I was interested in owning a business and, and tech. So I figured, let me get the, the business skills. So I went to business school and absolutely loved it. But at the end of that had an opportunity to get a move into programming, right? So I get undergrad degree to get a master's degree, a little bit more technical side of, of business and managing technology and my first job. I started out as a programmer for a large retailer that you guys probably know about and I know the company. And so I went from no formal computer science training to being a computer programmer and the skills that I picked up in business were really helpful in business school, really helpful in managing the team and kind of understanding processes, but I I loved. Coding, right? So there's a gap of what I was interested in and actually implementing it. And then did that for a while and then found out that, yeah, coding is fun. I love the problem solving aspect, the analytical part of it, but sometimes you work on that stuff and you don't see how it impacts people, right? And I wanted to feel like my work mattered to society in some manner and that's where about the time when I'm struggling with that question, I'm like, oh, like what I really love about the technical job is mentoring people, getting onboarding new people, getting them introduced into the organization. and I liked helping my teammates manage some of the like team dynamics stuff, right? Just being someone that's super observant of who's the most quiet, who's the loudest person in on the team or in a meeting. And then how do you notice that? And what do you do to pull out the people that are more quiet? So they have a voice of thing, or they they can voice their ideas because usually they're really good. And how do you help the people that want to talk all the time, listen or, or process ideas differently, whatever, right? Just noticing those team dynamics and then acting appropriately to try to communicate in a way that people could, could understand. And from that, I started, I discovered coaching is a career option, fell in love with that full-time, and so that was 15 years into a tech career. It started out as potentially just going into business, and so it's a 15-year time to figure out the thing that I really loved and wanted to do. And had I been able to explore or learn or had access to more information, when I was trying to to figure out what to do for college, like going on ChatGPT and being like, tell me everything you know about business. Um, You know, tell me, maybe help figure out and draw out things that I loved or was interested about in that. I might have chosen a completely different major or or gone down a completely different path. And it could have shortened that. So um, if you're interested in learning how to Write code, right? It's so easy to get examples now from Git or ChatGPT or any uh, of the, the big tools out there where you could get going and see examples of good code, not great code, but decent code and get it working that you could say, "Hey, I really love this. Or, hey, this really doesn't interest me at all. And you could move on to the next thing much quicker. So there's a quicker iteration period now, as we can accelerate the information we can gather and how we can process it. So third point is iteration. The fourth thing it does is it, it expands access to new ideas and new things. Right. And, and so to go back to the book, the internet and AI kind of example of things, when we, first off, if you don't have any of those tools, you're limited to the people around you and their technical expertise. So growing up in Chicago, Chicago Chicagoland, I didn't really have a lot of access to all the technical people here in Silicon Valley, right? In the, the, the Bay area or New York or in Boston. So you don't have mentors, you don't have informal learning, you don't have people you can ask questions with, and so you're most likely to do or learn about the industries in your town, right? But if you have a library in your town, then if you have industries that aren't located there, so you could have a book on how to design chips at your local library, and now you're being exposed to electrical engineering and chip manufacturing or chip design. And oh, you're like, oh, this could be a thing that I could do. And you get interested in, and then you pursue that, right? The internet put that on steroids because you had access to anything that was connected to it around the world. So if you're really super interested in a certain type of folk music from a particular country, you can now listen to it, hear it, and learn how to play it yourself, (laughs) you know? So it expands that access to knowledge, right? And this is just the next rung on that tool ladder uh, of accelerating things that because AI can make connections to things like, oh, you're interested in this. This is an adjacent field. You'd probably want to know about that too. And I don't think the tools are super focused on this now, but I imagine this is where we'll, we'll get as we move forward with them. It can expand your access to, to find things that you're passionate about. Right. And then finally, these tools can actually act as assistance, right? It can walk you through. A conversation to help you clarify your thinking, your learning, and what to do next. And what do I mean you this? You can go on ChatGPT, or I could go on ChatGPT, I've done this, and ask it, hey, I want to become a better copywriter. What are some things I need to think about? And could you question me one by one, give me one question at a time to help me right through how to talk to my target market. Right? He goes, okay, well, who do you think your target market is? And you go, here's my target market. they like, okay, awesome. What are their problems? And it, it walks you one question at a time, like a conversation. And at the end you can say, could you summarize our whole conversation into a report? And you have a whole thing of copy from your voice that you've created, that it's now summarized, that you can now use. Moving forward, those are five ways that I think AI is going to factor into our personal meaningful revolutions. First, really, it it doesn't relate to it at all, but as tech is tools, it helps accelerate our learning, it helps us iterate over ideas quicker so we find the things that we are really passionate about. It helps us expand our idea of things that we can actually do and then assists us in becoming better at a particular skill or learning more deeply with the things. With that all said, I'd love to hear you guys think about this topic. So I'm soft launching the Meaningful Revolution community, which is at mr.scheanbutter.com which is linked below in the show notes and what we're doing at least initially is every week on friday at 11 pm pacific standard time we're going to go live so that we can meet each other we can cheer you on we can celebrate any passions that you've started following or diving deep in that's part of what this community is going to celebrate and we're going to talk about the weekly podcast episode So we're going to talk about this episode. So if you have questions on how AI might factor into your personal meaningful revolution, that authentic movement, that purposeful impact, that fulfilling transformation you are striving for in your life, go there and ask those questions. If you have a question about personal development or anything that we've talked about on The Meaningful Revolution, you can ask those questions there too. It's just good to cheer each other on for having passions and sharing them. I'm sharing my passion for these AI tools today and this month. And yeah, I just really want to meet y'all and see your faces and cheer you on. If you're interested in that, it's free to sign up. just go to mr.shawnbutler.com. Again, linked below in the show notes, ask your questions, bring your comments, get in the community to cheer each other on for following your passions. And we'll go on from there. So with that, my friends, thank you for listening to Meaningful Revolution. Uh, see you in the community. And stay tuned for some amazing interviews about how a licensed or clinical psychologist is using AI as an app to augment her practice and uh, how a professional copywriter is thinking about AI in this field and so much more stay tuned for those. We'll see you on the next episode of the meaningful revolution.